Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey guys, it's Scott Lips and welcome back to yet another exciting episode of Lip Service. On today's show, Palais Royale. These guys are... Lip Service alumni, this is actually their third time on the show. For me, they're the future of rock and roll and a rock and roll generation, hailing from Toronto and Las Vegas. Great friends of mine. Hopefully, you'll welcome and please welcome me in joining Sebastian, Remington, and Emerson, the brothers from Palais Royale. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots' tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. And more importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You'll love it. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey guys, it's Scott, and welcome back to another episode of Spin Magazine's Lip Service. I'm with my good buddies here, Palais Royale. What's up, guys? Hi, How you man. Good you guys look great. Here. You always look great. I can't get over it. I mean, you, do you wake up looking like this, or is this? Uh, I mean, you don't. You it must wear me, like casual clothes sometimes. This right? takes me hours. It's either this or naked. Okay. There's well, no in between. You couldn't come naked because that would have been weird. That would be inappropriate. He's tried to <laughs> yeah. some places. I have tried. <laughs> Yesterday, I was at, uh, at a shoot and just. Pretty much butt naked. Yeah. yeah. Wishing our mom a happy birthday. Yeah, I was going to ask you <laughs> yeah, about that. Right. Yesterday was your mom's birthday. And your mom is actually pretty integral. I feel like at some point she kind of managed the band too, she right? Did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah. Early on she did. She was like the only person that really believed in us at the beginning. And I think uh, she still to this day is one of the few people that really get what we're doing on our like internal circle of people. You know, so she she does the support of mom. Yeah. yeah. Showed us She's all always... the cool bands when we were young. Yeah, yeah. In fact it's interesting when I was doing a deep dive because you guys have been on the show now. This is your third time, which yeah. makes you uh the most popular guest on the show, which is awesome. Yeah. So thank Woo! you. Um but uh when I was doing a deep dive I didn't know that your mom used to photograph like I don't know, was it the faces or yeah, Iggy Pop? Know, she, or... Was, she was out with Johnny Thunders a lot Amazing. and Baders in excess. Um New York, and then Dolls. New York Dolls, all that stuff. But yeah she 
the coolest of the you know that whole rock scene of like the dowdy the like the down and dirty cbgb stuff she yeah. was there getting all the photos and like on the road with them so um i think when she saw the demise of that kind of career and life kind of and she was kind of prepared for anything with us you know we're 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 a lot to handle, but in comparison, not we're a walk in the park. Yeah, so. I just uh, by the way, I just watched the Stib Baders documentary. Did you ever see it? It just came out. Yeah, right? I, I, th I think my mom was a producer on that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, I opened up for Lords of New Church and also uh, for Johnny Thunders. And I think Johnny Thunders died like the next month. I no wish shit. I realized how important those guys were yeah. back in the day because they were so important. And you can totally tell now, now that I did that deep dive and saw them know you so well, mm -hmm. it's obviously so obvious where your influences come from because yeah. you could, you guys could all be in the dolls, right? Yeah. Was like, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Emerson loves That's that. That's what Emerson strives for. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell me, you guys have been in LA. I know we, we spoke a lot over the years, but um, you've been here, I think, what, like nine or 10 years now? Yeah. Uh, we just actually had Fuck. our, our 10 year anniversary with our friend Michael Bolton yeah. on Halloween. And he was the first friend we met when we moved to Los Angeles. And yeah, he's the one that shot our music videos. Wow. And we're yeah. thinking of doing, because the first venues that we played was the Viper Room. Mm. So I think In we're going to do like a 10 year anniversary show or something. Amazing. Yeah. No connection, by the way, to the Michael Bolton. No, 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 no. <laughs> We wish. That'd be cool. But he, but whenever you're with him, he gets the best reservations. <laughs> like he calls him, it's like Michael Bolton, table for four. It's like, absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's packed out. He always right. gets a seat. And then they're always disappointed when they see his face. And then he shows up and he looks like he's in the New York Dollars. You're like, wait, that's not the same Michael Bolton that we thought we knew. Um, it, it's, it's funny. I mean, you know, Sebastian, it's interesting. We were talking the other day. You guys all have very specific roles in the band. It's almost like you handle a lot of the business. Yeah. Emerson does a lot of the art. I know you do a lot of the lyrics and the melody lines. So how did that come to be? I mean, the hustle is something that you've always had, I think, all of you together. And maybe that comes from your mom's work ethic? Yeah, I think I think we were just trained really well in that sense of just being able to be self-efficient self and not relying on any any single human because at the end of the day, no one's going to have the love and passion for your own career and vision than yourself. Mm. And if you just go and keep on pushing forward, then there's going to be people that are going to come around and be able to help because they're going to understand your vision because it's so clear. But when you walk into a room and asking people, what do I do? No one wants to help you out unless you're willing to be molded into anything you want to be, which is a lot of, you know, music, actually. But yeah. um, I think, you know, the roles of what it was is just, just over time, my strong suits have been dealing with people, dealing with contracts, dealing with all, all the money side of things. And Emerson is just so An incredible straight to artist. the point with merchandise and It was funny uh, while he was driving the car because uh, we took our mom's, like, car for the first couple tours, you know. Yeah. Um, and then so I... I was writing the newspapers and the comic books. Um, that's when we started a cosmetic line because mm. uh, it was kind of out of the necessity of just like funding gas to the next place to play a show. Yeah. You know, but then it kind of uh, entrepreneured the brand of Palerel. You know. It's interesting because if you don't have a backup plan, normally you don't have anything to fall back and you make it work. And you guys really never had regular jobs, right? I, I worked at a jewelry shop for... Uh, you got fired. It was an incompetent work. I, I <laughs> did not. I, did, I, want, I went out too much the nights before because I was you know 20 living right. in LA. Yeah, and I'm right. like, I'm going to go out. But then going and working a, a job, they have to sit there and deal with people awful i have to deal with people hung over now but it's more fun because i'm doing it for something i love right you know, yeah. but we had this for someone phase, else we had this phase in our lives though where um we were going on tours but they weren't like paying us money or anything and it was like time to kind of get a job uh and so like that was around the time we went homeless uh, and then we signed our record deal and that was the thing that like kept us like 
funded to keep doing it. Yeah, me and, me and Emerson were like sleeping in our mom's car at some point, and then we were living at the El Patio Motel in the, North Hollywood. Yeah, and um, good hotel. No. no, 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 it is not. You, you get a room for four hours a night. When we yeah. go to after parties and stuff, we would say it was the uh, El, El, Patio. El Patio, and people are like, Oh, I know that place. Oh, <laughs> yes, fabulous. That's like Summer Tito right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've pretty much just signed a record deal. Um, because like the head of our label came out to a show, we were playing at a high school, and um. He came out to the show and he was like, okay, I would like to do this. I was like, on one condition, you give me a check right now because I can't afford this motel. <laughs> and it was only like, I think it was like 60 or 70 bucks a night or something. Yeah. And but was, you, was, you guys gave yourself like a week to get signed because that's all the money you had really for to stay in LA at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it ended up happening sooner than that. Yeah, we, we, when we were on tour and we just did it. And, and then, um, yeah, we signed the record deal and then we're like, okay, like, you know, can we get more money? He's like, no, go get a job. And I was like, oh, you thought fuck. I was like, this is I exactly why I didn't want to do. Right. And Oddly so enough, we was... took any tour we possibly could mm. just to fucking play. And, you know, we pay, play to fucking two people, sometimes just the bartender at the at the bars and then to get shit thrown at us. And, you know, we got we did about skin th and just you became know, like tour dogs. As you know, it's like as long as our, we've been friends, I really think it's like I've been on the road our whole friendship. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just I'm the pandemic's been the only time I've been home. And it's we just never stopped. There was like the moment we would get on a tour, I would be calling anyone that was working for us at that time and be like, What's our next tour? And like, what are you talking about? You have thirty days on this tour. I'm like, I don't care if I do not have a tour booked two days after this tour. We can't eat. We don't <laughs> yeah. live anywhere. Yeah. You know, luckily we've had you know a few friends that have been able to like let us sleep on in their nice homes, but you know. For Shout most. out to Gabby, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been about four years. You never had this kind of downtime. This is the first time. Yeah, you've ever... 2014 was like 2015 was the longest time I was home. From like you know, we left 2015 summer, and we didn't end until when we were in Poland in 2020 on March 11th, and. Wow. So it's it's been the thing, and we were gearing up for so much stuff at that point. We were just doing Shepherd's Bush, sold out, you know, Paradiso in Amsterdam, like 2,000 cap rooms, and we're like, we're doing it, we're pushing, and then all the pandemic happened. And it was it good, was... though. We had an opportunity to really focus on the new album, mm. which I feel like was rare because we were going at such a fast pace, you know? Um, so we spent about a year just obsessing on this new record. Yeah, I think this really was good. like the first time in our whole career, pretty much, that we made a record not while being on tour so you know we would fly back from tour like for a week record go back out and then come back for a few days record so this was the first time we actually got to sit with like a body of work for a long time so we pretty much just spent a full year just recording and writing and we set up the studio in my house and uh it was, it's our best fucking work and the best part of it is we're all friends actually yeah. through this journey and like we wrote our producer Chris, he's the best therapist among best producer for this band. Yeah, he's he, for sure. He, he told us he's like, if you guys don't work with each other with respect, I'm not gonna work with you and make this album. It's too difficult to be in a room with you guys because we we just yell and throw shit at each other. It's 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 pretty. It it's was terrible. pretty bad. Um, yeah, because when we were in Reading and Leeds like two years ago, me and Remington got in a fist fight on mushrooms outside of the festival <laughs> in a gas. We're the <laughs> only two people that could be angry on mushrooms. And, and it's like, funny, the whole pacing of it was we were in the car and we're driving to the gas station 
and we pull like we're like we're gonna fight when we get to the gas station if you want to fight <laughs> in the thing. so you're sitting there just holding your hands like all right we get out and it's like all right round one let's go and it was just full like i'm wearing a suit and scared the gas station <laughs> lady the gas station lady went after when we fought fought we went went in to get some like snacks and she's and like she no. runs up and locks the door and she's like no <laughs> like, okay. well the truth is you're all brothers and people don't know i mean look yeah. back at oasis right yeah it's so hard to always get along but what are you fighting over at is it the songwriting is it you the, your no, performance last night sucks just close quarters it's and girls and you know, it's, it's it usually we we know obviously we know what can you know make the other person mad i remember there was just one time <laughs> we were staying in a fucking because uh, there was like we could only afford one motel six room and so we were staying in a fucking motel six and there's like nine people on tour at this point and so i remember i was just sitting like in the bathroom just like fixing my hair and sebastian just looks at me in the morning and just punches me oh, in the yeah. head. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Was that when you ripped my fur coat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. dude. And he was like, you fucking idiot. I'm like, what did I fucking do? Listen, so, the, hair, the hair is very important. I mean, I you have, sometimes it takes an hour to get I, it right. I, I don't know. He's all, even <laughs> up to stage time. He's always just playing yeah, with it. I, I'm like, what you're doing is useless. Yeah. You're just going to run around. <laughs> no, the moment you get on stage, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's, it's so funny that looking back on all that stuff, it's like all the fights we had didn't matter, but it was because you're just continually on this wheel. That's it's It becomes this you know your everyday life and it's you forget that it's the shows are fun and i think we like 2017 2018 when you're opening you're like you just like start losing like excitement in the shows because it's just like the grueling drive like i was driving every single night so mm -hmm. it was you know doing i don't know 12 how hours. the fuck you did that i literally drove like just for like a few hours the other day I'm, i literally hated told me. emerson i was like i don't know how the fuck sebastian did this i, I, I clocked one hundred eighty thousand miles driving wow Let's talk about that for yeah. a minute. I mean, how has life changed for the band now that you are more successful, right? We have homes. We have homes. Have homes. Okay. That's, okay. We, we, have, we have vehicles now that we're in our own that are not. Uh, I, I saw a nice vehicle train. that you yeah. were just driving, which kudos for that. <laughs> right. Oh, um, is there a tour bus now? Yeah, there wasn't we have, a tour we have, bus. We have, tour, we have tour bus. We have incredible crew okay. that really are incredible people that, you know, we've. We have this it, like it's French family. team. They They're, take care of Yeah, them. it's our, our sound guy, our, um, a lighting guy, and our uh, tech. That, they handle everything. Like I don't, I if I think I, you know, I'll be on the bus and they go, oh, shit, I forgot my scarf on stage, and I'll ask, I'll be like, Tim or you know, Camille, and they're like, ready, got it. Here, I'm like, thank you. And like, like our tour manager Giles, pretty much just like my babysitter, yeah, because I need that. <laughs> but it, but it's amazing. Like these people are like look out for the best interests of us, and it's really exciting because it's we've spent. You know, people don't talk about crew that much because they think the show just goes on because of who's on stage. But it takes a fucking village to make that happen. Definitely, and, yeah. And it's and you have to enjoy being around them, you yeah. Because they're spend, family. You spend so much time with these people. Yeah, it's it's funny because like we literally don't go, like, we don't hire people based off of like their like past jobs or anything or not even capabilities. At this we point. like them. if yeah. we just like being around and you, they're hardworking yeah. and like because we're gonna be and in if close they can stand quarters. us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like if you can put up with me, it's gonna like work. we've we've noticed actually in the UK especially a lot of people that dealt with the libertines mm. can deal with us because they're like oh yeah what you. You guys, I mean, are you guys are a walk in the park, and yeah, they, yeah, would, exactly. they would come like tomorrow for yeah. this podcast. <laughs> like, oh, we thought it was on Thursday. Oh shit, it's on Monday. Um, that's funny. But even back in the day, it wasn't always easy. I mean, you started out by passing out flyers, which I used to do when I was yeah. like eighteen, yeah. and I didn't know that you had to do that. That was before like life's changed. Everything's done now. It's internet wise, right? You know, it's, it's it's when we started doing it. It was we had a, a tw the thing that we would do as a band in two thousand like two thousand twelve. We put out our first video because that was when we switched the band name and you know 
got rid of our past and tried to hide as much as we could. Let's talk but, about that first band name. Yeah. What was yeah. it again? Crop Circle. Crop Circle, right. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, now it's been 10 years since we, we were doing that. Yeah. But the Disney Foundation gave what us such... a horrible name. It was terrible. <laughs> <So> terrible <laughs> fucking name. But the thing was, it, it was such a foundation of understanding how to be personable, real, realizing that music is much more than just pl- playing a song. Mm. You know, there, it, it is a business at the end of the day. And I think people forget that. And you also have to realize that you're lucky to have the fans you have. Yeah. yeah. Without those people, you are absolutely nothing. You're a bedroom guitar player, you know, musician, go playing down the street at the bar. No one cares about you. These kids and these fan, fans and music culture and movie culture, everything is because of them. Mm. Obviously, the art has to be good to sustain that. But if you don't treat them with respect. That's why the community, you know, I think we've grown and we like dub our fan base, the soldiers of the Royal Council, because yeah. we feel like a, a family with each other. We take care of one another. And um, like when we're at shows and stuff, if anyone like we've stopped shows when people pass out. And, you know, I think it's really uh, crucial to take the, care we, of one yeah, another. If you look at what just happened, obviously, with yeah. the Astro World, it's a travesty. I mean, yeah. we, it, what, what, do you, what do you think the solution to that the, is? The solution, obviously, is security. It was too much of it. But the thing is, you have the you, power. You have the power. The and like the, I saw one video that was kind of a little traumatizing. It was like these two people trying to climb up onto the where the film camera was guy. And they were like, stop the show. Like, there's someone dying. And like yeah. the, the person's like, get off. It's like if you're hearing someone's dying. That's stop usually when you stop yeah, the you, show. You stop the you show. You have the power. Yeah. You have a walkie yeah. as a security or whoever you are working with that community. They're a big ass production. You're able to stop the show. And I think it's, you know, really it's yes, the environment you love seeing people go crazy. It's an amazing thing for an artist. Yeah. But the moment you see things going a little awry, we, we were playing our show in Shepherd's Bush and we had to shop, stop the show five. No, it was Amsterdam. It was five times we stopped the show. Because, well, because you acknowledge that. We, we, and you there's know there's that. someone on the ground. Like, like, everyone stop. Get yeah. them up. There's I, girls, I, I, eyes I, are rolling back. I, like, I like, right, I like to, to view the security not being there for me. Mm. I literally just view the security. So if I like see like someone kind of like fainting. Yeah, you tap on out, the back of their I'll back. tap the, the security and just go, okay, she needs help. You know, go go deal with Go, yeah, because like, Remington, sure you, water you, you're stuff. running all around this. You're climbing mm-hmm. on yeah, shit. Yeah, so I, I can see pretty much everybody. I've got <laughs> terrible surveys, eyesight. Yeah. The, the be- surveys the whole the best, yeah. is, the best is in the UK when we were playing on the O2 on one of these tours. Uh, the security tackled Remington down the stairs because he was oh running around God. the venue. He actually, we're technically banned from O2s. Really? Because yeah. of him. Because though. of that. Yeah. Because well, we're, too, we're, too danger- <laughs> we're too dangerous for the crowd. So, yeah, they, like, they, have you seen Ramstein or Tool? or Like, come on. Yeah, I think, so I got a um, like an actual letter from the government saying I ha- like I couldn't climb anymore, and so they posted I think like three or four securities at like every possible climbing entry point that I could possibly go to, <laughs> and so I'm like, of course I'm gonna do it because <laughs> yeah. I'm like I it's have a challenge. To. Yeah, and so there's like four people just barricading the staircase because I couldn't go up the staircase. So I was like, but I I went I jumped along the, like the side of it and climbed it that way and then they eventually caught me and then like tackled me to the fucking ground started like punching yeah. my head in like oh during the God. show yeah. we have luckily, it all on camera which is great and luckily i was like okay i'm good i'm good i'm like i'm done like the show's <laughs> over yeah and then i go 
and he starts start running. running away. <laughs> Go back to the stage, and I'm like, "You can't fucking hold me!" <laughs> Jesus. And then they cut off our sound. So, yeah. we, but we kept playing. But no, the best no is the best is we run. No, no, we ran back the moment they the PA they shut the PA off. And the best is me and our bass player at the time. We both look at each other and we run to our amps and just blast it to ten and just go as loud as we can. And Emerson's just throwing cymbals into the crowd. It's like this whole mayhem. It's like no one could stop the show. And yeah. we're just we realize that. So we're gonna go with it. We're not gonna be like, oh guys, we're so sorry. We're it's just like, trying to have some fun. Needless yeah. to say, you will not be going back there. No, we will. You will. We probably will. I, th I think we. I think we built a bridge. I think. I think that. I think that crowd respected the hell out of us after that. They. They because yeah, we were opening for like a metal band. All oh, right. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. There's. There's someone at that's like at the top of O2, uh, like over there that just fucking hates us. I'm gonna find out where they live and just send, send them, them edible arrangements. Bags of dog shit. <laughs> no edible. <laughs> edible edible arrangements. That's a classy move. I thought you were gonna send send flowers. Yeah, but, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, find out who you are. <laughs> just wait. Do you ever feel like you were all born in the wrong generation? When you look at the bands that you yeah. love, the Faces, Sid Barrett, and obviously you know the Stones, right? The Stones, Beggars Banquet era, right? I've Do you ever feel like that you guys are a part of a different generation? For the longest time, the longest time, I think that's all what we ever wanted to do as a band is be a part of something else, and then we realized, you know what? This is where we are. Yeah. And I think when that realization was is trying when we to compete doing our own shows. with the Rolling Stones or the Beatles, yeah. I would just it would, yeah. yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's crucial though in any generation that you're born into. If you see um, a void or uh, something lacking in the culture, it's important for you to be become that person and, mm. and bring that energy. Um, yeah, so I think I mean, it's I think it's super important that these like elements and these roots of such great art and music isn't lost. Yeah, you know, and if we're like the gateway to uh, bands and books and artists, like I love uh, telling kids to read Alan Watts or listen to his lectures. Yeah, and for most people that wouldn't have ever known he existed, you know, it's you're like, almost like the philosopher of the band. I was. I think it's just uh, it's up to us. It's like Sisyphus or something. It's up yeah. to us to like move the ball forward every day. Definitely. You know, because. Well, who are the artists that you're looking at now? Because we spoke about this a few times when you guys have been on before, but yeah. things have changed, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the current state of music now, it's, it's changed. And I think now there's not a lot of great young rock bands. That's why I always say that you are carrying the flag for rock and roll. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons we get along because, you know, I'm carrying whatever flag I can carry. Yeah. So, like, you tend to gravitate towards people that you think have like-minded, you know, uh, journeys in life. And so... I, there aren't, you know, there aren't a, a lot of great new rock bands mm. out there. But who do you like? I know you're touring with Youngblood, yeah. right? Yeah, Which is cool. yeah. You're doing Youngblood, Young uh, Manskin. I really, yeah. Really oh, you just saw them play, right? Saw them play. We we were there with the Struts, like really lovely boys. Yeah, and um, yeah. Honestly, there's. There's only yeah, really just like, like a handful of bands. There's a lot. Like, there's a lot of pop punk happening, and it's great. It's like a really you know jump starting guitars again. It's lot. modern. It's I feel like everybody's and their fucking mother is doing pop punk now. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's like you know, Travis, Travis Barker literally is leading the way on everything. Yeah, it's I interesting. Mean, right? Travis Barker has become this like new go to guy for all these bands. It's, it's kind of how the way I look at Travis Barker is how like there was you know and when hip hop was really being massive in like the early two thousands and seeing that there was producers leading the way. Mm. He is literally doing that yeah and yeah. he has taken it and he everything he touches is automatically platinum it's yeah. just like okay it's, it's fucking crazy yeah. but, but it's it's cool though because he did get a lot of the more alternative like to to like pop listen to people. real instruments again mm, you yeah. know and that was so like olivia rare. like olivia rodrigo is like putting guitars and stuff and i think that record sounds stellar it's like it's there's so many things that are making not our job easier, but it is opening up the doors to people that nor normally all alternative music didn't even have guitars on it like five years ago. Yeah, you know, you would they were it was only like synth, 
So it was, you know, I feel like we might yeah, be getting happy, a disco uh, era. Bands are coming back. You yeah. Know? I think it's a really cool wave that's about to like actually like overcome. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I think it was just like a few or even like a couple of years ago. I was like looking at the iHeartRadio like best alter- uh, alternative music artist, and it was like Ed Sheeran. Justin Bieber, Nicki Minaj. I was like, do they know what the meaning alternative is? <laughs> right. I was like, how is Nicki Minaj alternative? Yeah. But so what's happening it's, now it's, is that rock is seeping through in other it's, forms. It's like coming Machine back. Gun Kelly, you have like yeah. Miley who's yeah. bringing in like a, a young doing, thug yeah. has like Travis Barker and drums, That's what right? I'm saying so, though. It's a lot yeah. of those people that would necessarily not have guitars on them, they're bringing guitars in. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that guitars are cool again. Because a guitar solo is used to, I remember we were making even like two albums ago. It was like, do not put a yeah, guitar solo in. That's stupid. And now it's like people are like championing it, you know? Yeah. But I think the live show is like, especially for us, it's so up into interpretation. Mm. Like we take what we do on an album and then just do it in our own way live. We make it and very I think stages. that's what's special. Yeah. When you come to a show and you just see this like train wreck that doesn't quite fall apart. Yeah. It's amazing. The Stones, the Stones were the kings of keeping a thread of a mess you know what i mean yeah. it was they they had the whole show so perfect because it wasn't perfect yeah. and i think that's like you know libertines looking at like a band like that or oasis like was the, they were a little but, too messy but um, they were very messy like but, to me the doors is like one of the greatest bands ever yeah you know like watching any of their live concerts it's it's like literally a spiritual experience yeah, yeah well he was a, a guru he's an mm-hmm. incredible uh, performer but what do you think is cyclical right because everything in music is cyclical and everything goes through cycles in life and especially now in music things are going to come back around but do you feel like we spoke about rock making a comeback, but what else is like going to make I, a comeback? Do you think? I, I think. I think. You know. I know. It's like always people... going to. Always, everyone's going to take inspiration from things. I think what's really cool is like it's there are some people that bend genres, and I think that's really interesting. And yeah. Luckily, you know, when we first started this band and we did the first record, we we got in with James Eha, and it was great. But he, the the one best thing he says like, "You guys are going to be a touring band. You're not going to be doing big rooms. You're going to be playing little shitty clubs. Just." be a rock band but we've always been piano players at hearts you know like that's been our thing classical has always been an important thing of our lives and trying like this new record we've incorporated so much piano bass into it because it's been like that's who we are and we're able to afford the production for it yeah we're so, finally you know, doing trying bigger rooms to do so that we can start and bring pianos and like bring strings out and doing all the stuff it's going to be fun to do that but you know going back to like for genres i feel like you're going to have i really feel like the dj thing is kind of teetered off a little bit mm. um there won't be a palo Royale dj collaboration no. anytime soon. <laughs> who knows <laughs> who knows is there a camaraderie with some of these new bands like you speak about manskin i know the struts yeah. and you guys are friends right yeah, I love it, those guys. It, shockingly it was like the weird the weirdest thing it was like last week i sent a screenshot to remington and emerson and it was like in our dms it used to be like a year ago no one would be in association with us because we were like I don't know. Tabby. Maybe we smelled bad or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. But though I think like there that. does need to be a cultural like uh, Warhol factory. I don't mm. think there is quite no. that. But, yeah. but going back to that, it's like lo- literally I looked at our DMs and it was like we had Barnes Courtney, we had yeah. LP, we had the guys from uh, the Struts, we had uh, Manskin, Youngblood. All of them were just like in our top like messages back and forth. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like we're all we friends. Just need to get like a little support. community. We just yeah, need to get a it. warehouse and then it'll be a vibe. Yeah. Well, I think once you reach a certain level of success too, it becomes less competitive and more yeah. like let's help each other because the young blood thing yeah. also came about because you guys are friendly too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that came honestly that that was left field for us. We did not expect it because we you know, Chris, our producer, produced his record and produced ours and um we we met on Warp Tour like two thousand eighteen, but 
there wasn't much back and forth. We've always wanted the tour to get together and we got new agents and literally they called us and we're like, hey, we got some great news and we got some bad news. And I'm like, well, tell them the bad news first. And like, we're going to have to rearrange some of the European sold out dates. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then they're like, you got a young blood offer. I'm like, okay. and they only gave us eight shows that time, but it was only on weekends. I'm like, this is impossible. We can't do seven transatlantic flights. Yeah, yeah it would not. be like flying <laughs> yeah. from the States back to the European tour, back to the States. I'm like, yeah. I don't We I don't, don't make enough money to afford those flights, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Somebody look at that routing. Yeah, <laughs> I had to, I had to do <laughs> the whole routing to make this, like they wanted to cancel the whole UK and European tour to make the Youngblood thing happen. I'm like, we can't cancel the UK. We can't cancel Europe. And they're like, well, you need to pick some dates. And but I yeah, like, I, I literally just, I just called him and I was like, yo, we're like, we got to cancel a lot of shit to make this work. He's like, I got you. So I he gave like, us like a little God. bit of time. But. So he really he really helped us out with that. Yeah, yeah. and you guys are friends with Post Malone. I miss yeah. some of the hangs of your house, but apparently yeah, yo. he's hanging at your uh, house. We live with um, Andy, the lead singer of Crown the Empire. Okay. And uh, I guess Post uh, initially it tried out to be in that band, oh, like wow. when they were kids in Texas yeah. and stuff. And um, so I think, uh, yeah, they went to middle school together. They were like yeah. Yeah. super close but friends. Over the school. last like two years or something, um, just seeing Austin and yeah. just like hanging out with him. He's the sweetest dude I've ever Fucking met. nicest guy. And you guys left a, a party we'll be for... <laughs> no we'll be in a, a a studio or something and he loves like death metal oh yeah so there'll be like an hour of just like hardcore death metal. and his producer louis <laughs> like bell Earl, is Earl. like the number one producer and he's sitting there just looking at him like why are you guys listening to this <laughs> so funny yeah because like i think uh because we were with him like a couple weeks ago and uh we were just in the studio he was like He's like, we're going to have a country night and just put on like all the old country hits. And then it like turned into death metal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was so much. Yeah, fun. well, he has great references. He loves rock, which I love. Well, Andrew so. Watt is yeah, like, my buddy, you, you yeah. know, yeah, he that's one. Of, I think that was one of the people that like started making guitars cool on the Miley shit. Definitely. You know what I mean? I think Post was the one that brought brought back being a rock star. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's interesting because when I was younger, like being a rock star, I think meant something different than now. Mm -hmm. You guys are like yeah. this generation's rock star. So what's it like now? To be rock like stars? this generation's rock it's star. so fucking funny back in like you know like the 80s and stuff the guns you know, and roses was, era yeah, yeah it was it was like you know you gotta be a shithead you gotta run around you know destroy hotel rooms now being a rock star is being environmentally cautious <laughs> yeah. you know being politically correct right. being a good fucking citizen being yeah you know recycling yeah being vegan <laughs> yeah. and you know kissing your mother before you go to fucking bed so that's what being a rock star. But you don't is necessarily feed into all that. Um, we we have our opinions, and our yeah. opinions well, have got us uh, in trouble. Did you know who Kim Fowley was? Yeah, of course. So like runaways, six, yeah. six years ago or something. Yeah. Before we were doing anything, we were at a soup plantation, just having a nice <laughs> meal, and we saw Rodney Bingenheimer, and, well, I, I um, love, yeah. and like I freaked out when I saw him. I was yeah. like, oh, that's him. And then he, I like went over and said hi, and he was like, I saw you were doing this superstar shuffle, and then he like gives me his like old phone, and it was Kim Fowley on the line. He goes, are you a fucking superstar? I was like, yeah, I think so. He goes, not, not enough. And he like hangs up on me. But then, then he calls then back. He, te he texts me and it was, it, I, he called me the next morning. I woke up. I was like in bed and I, like roll over and I have a voicemail and put it up. And I'm just like, he's like, hi, it's it's, Kim this Valley. is Kim Valley. And I've listened to your music. It's and not it's terrible. Not, no, he was like, and it's very good. He's like, I would like to meet you guys. And I was like. So he went over to his house, and unfortunately, this one he was like passing, and this, he was on his deathbed yeah. at this point. Oh wow! You know, we, he wanted we, he wanted Pally to be his last band he ever produced. So and we were about to get into the studio, studio. and unfortunately, but he helped died. out with uh, the like some of the songs on the Boom Boom Room album, and mm -hmm. it was dedicated to him. Actually, Amazing, yeah. 
What an icon. I mean, different than the story that happened with Gene Simmons, right? Because it's a whole <laughs> yeah. other. And yeah. for some reason, I probably had, I don't know, I want to say 100 bands now on the show. I feel like 80% of the bands have a Kiss story. I don't know why. From the Melvins to whoever. Like, every band that's in here has a Kiss story. Yeah. And it, come to find out, you guys have, we a, have kiss a Kiss story. story yeah. <laughs> we got a story. What's your Kiss story? Our Kiss story is Gene Simmons picked him up when we were our other band when we were we were children children emerson point. was 12 i just got my license yeah, i was 16 14. and his was this in canada were you no in we were in vegas, in vegas okay. and his a and r contacted us and said uh, gene wants to meet with the guys wants to sign them you know, so he's gonna fly out to la make sure there's a film crew so like we have this all for documentation and i'm like all right whatever I'm driving down as a six-year-old with my mom to Caesar's Palace to pick up Gene Simmons. Like everyone's outside <laughs> taking pictures. He's walking with his sunglasses, poofing his hair up and down. <laughs> and he gets in the car, driving back, and I'm like, I'm driving Gene Simmons to my house. Okay, this is the weirdest thing. Why am I picking him up? He could just <laughs> get a car. So it's before Uber. Yeah, but why do I have to be Uber? Where you can't afford it. Anyways, he comes back to the house and we're, we're playing, we have it set up acoustically because we can't play a live show in our house. And we have like three bar stools. Emerson's playing piano or tambourine or whatever. And I'm playing guitar and Remington's singing. And he watches it and he just like basically said how bad it was. And we're like, <laughs> and, you know, mind you, I'm going through fucking puberty at the time. And I now, recorded... did you know Kiss? Were you fans of Kiss? Uh, yeah, you know, everyone, everyone knows Kiss, Kiss yeah. you know? Um, so I was, my voice has gone through puberty and I recorded like the songs that we were playing like earlier, like probably like a year before when I was like 13. And so my voice didn't quite change yet. Mm. And so I could fucking reach any note. I was like, there, there's no, and so trying to sing that while going through puberty was fucking difficult. And so my voice is cracking all over the place. But he suggested to like, us, he was like, after yeah. saying how bad we were, <laughs> uh, he, su he suggested, he was like, well, because you're Canadian, like paint half, half your, your face, face red, half the face white. What do you think? I was like, I don't know about that. The, the one really good word of advice I do still remember to this day, and it's it's funny, something just always sits in the back of your head. I remember we're sitting around our kitchen table after three hours of him telling us what we need to do differently. How bad you were. Yeah. yeah. It was fine. It was good. You know, it was good. When you're that early in your career, and you, get you need someone to get to shit on you down a little bit. Not to yeah. the point where you never do it, but enough Not that to where much. you're like, you have a oh. sense of like, like we had producers I'm that would like, throw things at us and like make us cry and and they would come up to us and be like are you sure you want to be the drummer yeah you know, which is good it like stabs yeah, you like bit. even like uh gene and like there's there's this other manager remember mcfly oh my god there's so, this band mcfly yeah yeah his manager both in like i think it was like the same month they just like look at me and they're like you should look for another instrument because it's not working. <laughs> but it's so, like I was saying, just, I don't play an instrument. Yeah, yep. and then um, so I pretty much it's just like lit a fucking fire in me mm. to become like yeah. the most but crazy front. I think that's time. that was the thing. It's like, and then that was when we had one of the people at Disney that came to us, and they're like, "You guys are too dark for Disney," and we're like, "Well, okay." You know, maybe that's a good thing. And no, so that was when we're like, we should change everything. They were just like, we, we see you guys having a much longer career than what's going on here. Mm. And like, you you guys clearly want to talk about subjects that we don't want to advertise or air, you know. Because um, like our first record as children, like, unfortunately, he had a bunch of friends that like committed, committed suicide, suicide when they're like 12 oh. to like 15. So wow. I understand. So death was always and still is a mm. big topic of writing that we have. And, and I think that's I think that's the strongest thing is like our biggest song right now is lonely and i think it's there's so much like relatable content and people like are you writing it just to be in a you know association of like you know your audiences like you're playing towards that it's like no like this is actually how we feel you know mm -hmm. and it's like because i grew up i lost so many friends like to so much shit and i was
Yeah, because I, I wrote that song literally. Um, we were coming back. We we just toured Tokyo and then went to Australia, and so I and I can't sleep on planes, and so it was just flying every single day. And then we almost broke up as a band in Australia, and so we flew back Japan. to LA. That was my bad. That was your bad. <laughs> yeah, we got off stage in Japan, sold out show, and we're throwing shit at each other. Like, so we so we almost broke show. up as a band, and then yeah, we were, we were like talking about splitting up. And it was my Uber ride back from the airport to um, back to my house. And then I was just writing all these lyrics down and I just like texted them to my producer. He's like, he's like, you got to come record it right now. I was like, dude, I haven't slept in like four days. He's like, like record it right now. And so we made the song and finished it in like three hours. By the way, that tension, if you talk about the Toxic Twins, if you talk yeah. about like Aerosmith, the Stones, whatever, I mean, Oasis, yeah. the Libertines, that's what makes for the best shows. Yeah. So in the end of the day, you were fighting, but you probably had great shows. We did. We did have fantastic it, shows. There, there, yeah. there, I remember there was one show, um, our, our bass player, he was like always like, he like looked at he, I, me and Emerson, he's like, did you just spit on Emerson? Me and him were <laughs> spitting at each other while playing a show. We're like, no, it was on Warped. This is pre-COVID, try, guys. He'll try to like, so, come so. up and like, talk to you or say something and you can't hear anything yeah so it so seems just, like he's yelling at me so i like, threw a drumstick at him he spit at me i spit at him kicked half my drumstick yeah i threw his drum set while he's playing and i'm like that really fucked our show because <laughs> <laughs> like yeah sebastian will come up like wow like i'm performing and but just, i usually have good compliments i know it's funny i'll like, go up to him like remington you're sounding so good today and he's he like thinks, you're great <laughs> and then i'm like what the fuck is your problem and then he'll elbow me and then it's like it's like i have no idea i can't hear him and yeah. so it just he just looks angry and so yeah. i'm like this guy's an asshole but we, i think we picked up the whole like angry on stage thing from being like being the one of four opening band for metal bands mm. for like three years yeah. or something every band so, was throwing shit at us and we we're like we got to fend but for our literally life. doing that and i'm so thankful for, that we did do that because it made us like uh, angrier sounding it made us like sound like that little edge of punk that i think we have. i think looping all of that together though it's like going back to like as young as being a kid and having gene simmons say your shit and then being <laughs> as a band and like you know all these people kicking you down I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna finish up the kiss story really quick <laughs> and then we get, we get a call about like few months ago oh my gosh from kids this is full circle asking to open a direct support yeah, for kids gene called us to do the world like, tour for kiss for, i was like, like he has no idea that and then it, yeah, i don't think that he knows. You, you had to tell him you didn't tell him Nobody, no we, we, we didn't tell, tell him he's probably yeah. like oh this guy sucks <laughs> you know but i but think i would love one day we you will know what, do a tour. Yeah. you know what's funny though full circle of everything Great. it's like someone kicks you down 15 years ago and now they're asking for you to be on their tour. You do something right. You you put the effort in. I think this is like a message for everyone. It's just like. Well, it took me 14 years to be okay in Gene's eyes. <laughs> it's okay, though. But honestly, though, it's like you put the effort in. You don't stop believing in what you want to do as yourself. And like if you have some good people around you supporting you, even better. Definitely. I give it up for solo artists because that's a very hard job to do because yeah. you have to look to, into yourself and only to yourself for support. Yeah. Luckily, we have three of us. Um, but it's just like. Don't give up because the only person stopping you from you know getting anything you want in this life is yourself. Definitely, I agree. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said sometimes with success comes more like complacency with a lot of these bands where they're just not hungry anymore and they don't write yeah. great songs. I mean, as much as I love the Stones yeah. and I just saw them play there, they, they were incredible live. All these bands, my favorite bands growing up, they really don't write great music anymore. So yeah. do you think in 10 years from now, if I have you back on here and I'm like old and, you know, Santa Claus, looking, <laughs> you, guys, you guys will be like, you, you won't be hungry so because you'll be so successful that the music will suffer. Well, yeah, I hope I, that I, scares me. I hope I we, agree with that. Yeah. I do. I do hope we have that. Like getting to that point, though, it's like the Stones, for instance. They were so high, high on their career, literally high on their career, like on 
everything they were, but where they were in the world. But it was doing like exile and making things that we've realized as bandits. We get inspired off of locations and places and people. And I think the most important thing is us never stepping foot into a normal studio to make a record, never yeah. show up and that everything's perfect. Like walk into a place that's a little fucked up and like we were going to go rent a cat. We're going to probably buy or rent a castle to make the next record. And we want to yeah. do shit that's just so strange because it's like we wrote a whole record at a beach house because it was inspiring. And we were writing um, pandemic. You couldn't be anywhere else. We're writing this script for like uh, the graphic novel series. We're putting it in like movie form. Um, and so like it has to take place at a castle chateau situation. So while we're doing that, we'll record the album. There. Now, I heard a rumor there could be a big director attached to that. It's a rumor. That's, yeah, that's a, I'm, uh, I'm working hard. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, I think I think at the end of the day, though, if, if you're happy with the work that you're doing every day, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, but it's a far cry, right? Because when you first when I first met you, I don't think you had a house in Malibu. You're riding in and no. driving fancy cars. No, no, and, no. Yeah. I think so. I think, come but, a long way. right? Yeah. Right? But so. it's like we we still think I think but we were the, like at the point where like you know we would have lunch and we'd have to pretend like we could almost pay for it yeah. we're like oh oh thanks so much for getting yeah. it you get one meal and you share it between the three of you or yeah something. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. top ramen answer. was a big thing when i was growing up did you live on top ramen at all was that ever uh, luckily i think they got, i think they <laughs> no, got we, very lucky he had a hot plate plug it into like gas, gas stations. stations like if we yeah. saw like an outlet we would just get like a the fucking potato and I, I, would, board. I would just get a bag of potatoes and some onions and some spinach and stuff we lived off potatoes and eggs yeah. For like and honestly, looking back, time. some of the greatest memories of my life. Oh, us, oh, us, yeah. Yeah. us, us yeah. sitting on like a little shuttle bus and like no AC. I I'm would go fine. into the Walmart and buy a big bag of ice and fall asleep with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh fighting over girlfriends and stuff like that. Yeah. But we've never. No? We, luckily, never. we luckily, don't. We, we all have different. We don't taste have <laughs> the same yeah. tasting girl. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the new record, right? Because yes. you guys did it uh, during the pandemic in yeah. Malibu, it seems, and so you kind of created your own bubble. Mm -hmm. I know that you weren't totally isolated because, as I said, I missed a couple parties at your house with the Post Malones of the world. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, there, 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 yeah, I had to end it at <laughs> some point. It got to like the little Zan um, area of party. And I was there like, was you like, know what, Rem, doesn't look like you're having fun. We gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, I was just partying every day, and I just woke up with matching tattoos with Lil Xan, and I was just like, I was like, what is? I don't. What is remember. that tattoo that you it's got? A I got a thirteen on the back of my neck. Okay, and so we got like these matching tattoos, and I just I had no memory of getting it, mm. and yeah. so I was like, all right, I'm gonna back off a little bit. Yeah. I yeah, almost felt like I had to protect them because I feel like there's vampires in Hollywood, soul vampires. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if you have some energy or some 100%. brightness about you, they'll just I agree. But Lil Zan, he's a good kid. He's a good, he's a good kid, but his surroundings, surroundings are, are not. So you got in a room and you actually played live when you worked on this record. It wasn't done by file sharing because it was you really wrote it. During, well, yeah, yeah, in yeah, Malibu, so, I think, did you so, set up equipment in Malibu? So Malibu, luckily, we started the, off so chill, though, the, which was a mistake at first. We were like, we cannot write a chill album because <laughs> yeah. the beach we were like, coming. We were yeah. like the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it'd be our Beach I Boys I understand album. Jack Johnson's music now. Yeah. We had it. like boogie board time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard yeah. to be aggressive in Malibu. Right? It is. Well, the last record we did, we were in the desert in like isolation oh my yeah. god it was like that's why it's having eyes it was um, horrible and there was no fucking blind i don't i don't know i don't know how you two wrote joshua tree because yeah. like we're out there writing massacres the new american dream and like the desert's angry it's sharp it's pointy yeah. it's yeah. like ah, i just wanted I mean? to scream and especially on psychedelics too you're just like huh. it, it, it <laughs> emphasizes it's like yeah. anger yeah well no love in la is top 40 on the yeah. charts right so let's talk about we that, for that. A yeah we, we've we've done the rock thing and we've been a rock band for some time and get first time charting there first time on the alternative charts on billboard it's a very exciting thing um no love in la is obviously our most 
I think it's like so honest and it's funny. It's like people are like, oh, the band's changing. So I'm like, no, this is just like I started the whole set. We bought a Mellotron before we went to the beach and I was playing this little thing on it and sent it to Remington. And he wrote the chorus lyrics in a text message back to me. I'm like, this sounds great. And we had the song and did it. But being in being in the beach, it was so awesome. It was just like the three of us and Chris. And luckily, Chris's computer broke. So when we were there, we weren't recording to the computer. We were mm -hmm. just voice memoing everything. And then we, what we were doing was writing all the lyrics, getting every single chordal thing done. We would have voice memo recordings, and that was it. So it was the most raw form of writing music again versus us being in a session. Because and then the rest of it we just did in his living yeah. room yeah. in the house. And, uh, and I yeah. think you posted something, Sebastian, and kind of crossed some genres on the charts too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing rock and like all, you know, obviously the, the goal is to get one of those songs to bring us to the word like 100, obviously. But... Um, I'm stoked with what we're doing. Yeah. You know? Well, you're it's, three singles in right now, right? The fourth single broken. Can we announce that? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, we can't yeah. do that. Yeah. We he just announced it. it. He got <laughs> it. Yeah. Hey, it's an exclusive. It. It's an exclusive now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Like, honestly, I think that... When does, when does this air? Uh, it's going to air, like, mid-December. And actually, oh, we should talk about the Spin Sessions, which yeah. was initially going to happen tonight, but we're pushing it back to December. Yeah. Uh, we're excited about that. So you guys will be the first band to perform on the Spin Sessions. Love it. And we're going to make so it, like, excited. our NPR Tiny Desk concert performance and blow it out of the water. So super excited to have you. We've been talking about it on a few of the episodes, but... Yeah. You know, not only do we have the friendship, but I'm super excited to have your fans there. You have the most Absolutely. amazing fanatical fans, which yeah, is awesome. Yes, we do. We got to find a place where you can crawl on shit and break <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And, I think I think luckily with, Remi luckily with Remington, it's like from the fashion show. It's like just seeing how he can use he uses people as his obstacle sometimes. Yeah, he'll climb on them. <laughs> you know, this fucking lady that was just like disgusted. She was like, I was, I was like hanging Hang upside down, <laughs> and she must have been like 75, maybe 80. And she was just like, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of looking up. She would just. She just looks not, down. She didn't look up. She was not fucking with me. But she came to the show. So she <laughs> no, that was at the fashion, fashion show. Oh, was that the fashion yeah. show? Yeah. You, you played LA Fashion mm -hmm. Week too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We're forcing them to watch us. Funny. <laughs> yeah. I think we're, we're a really good pair to put on a fashion show. Definitely. I 100% agree. So this record, you have LP that you collaborated yeah. with, which is great. Yes. Any yeah. other collaborations? Uh, Talk we, about the LP one. We, I think the LP is biggest LP's sweetheart LP's awesome. Um, I don't know if we can say that song title. We gotta hold something back. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll, well, this will be on mid-December, so. You but know. I don't know if I'll have that. Yeah. But anyway, okay. anyway, we, you did a song with LP. We, we have a song yes. with LP. Yeah, she came in um, right at the tail end. It was funny. The song came to be. A lot of the music was wrote at the beach house, but when we were in the house as well, that song and the title track, and two other songs were wrote. Probably our favorite songs on the album were wrote at Remington's house, just like in between Chris. Yeah, we, Chris, Chris was like literally Chris was like the slowest for the lo longest time. Chris was the slowest person. He would just sit there at the computer and like turn around and talk. And I'm like, Chris, let's work. And it would be like five hours later, and we just talked. We we hung out for a year and played music. Yeah, for like because 20 we percent became <laughs> best friends. Yeah, and were you so friends with him before that? Or? We were yeah briefly friend like good we were friends just on yeah. tour all the time. I feel like we didn't have time to really hang out with anyone. Yeah, yeah. he became our best friend though through wow. this this whole project. Like yeah. honestly, family. Like he cares so much about us as people and like our well being. It's like really really sincere you know yeah. and i think it's yeah. funny it's like we just put out this video um of the will turn and he come back come came backstage and it's there's not many people's opinions i really care and trust but he just came up and was just he was like i was legit crying he's like has pictures of himself crying and Literally he's like filming selfie himself crying and he's like, like, he's, like he's like i didn't i've never seen you guys play before and you guys are something 
so refreshing and so different and so honest and which is we know that because we've done it and we've lived it we no one's like choreographed the show this is from trials and tribulations of doing but one of the show, only so. issues in this band is we can have the greatest show in our lives we're and we'll stuck. get off stage and we're fucking pissed yeah, yeah. Um, why so. though why would you be something remington will be like the tempo was fucked and you'll be fine by two bpms and you're like <laughs> Re remington it was on click it was and he's like i don't fucking care and like it's like know. that that's one thing when i'm like tired everything seems like so fast i was like slow it the fuck down mm. and when i'm like like three cups of coffee and i'm like speed the fucking yeah, thing yeah, up yeah, yeah. and it's, it was like remington it's the same tempo but that moment when chris came into the dressing room it made everything like oh okay we it, did it was good. a good show yeah. okay yeah. sick yeah. But you're right, shit, though. Your yeah. music does touch a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure you've heard incredible stories about how it's touched fans of yours and changed their lives. So can you recall, like, any story where it's really a fan came up to you and they said, hey, it really helped me get through the, this time period? There, there's a lot. Like, I think in VIP, especially before a show, a show is so, like, you need to be on and ready to go and be amped and, like, excited, like, you know, full energy because, you know, it's a rock show and you want to be fast. And sometimes you go into VIPs and, you know, kids are sharing their stories with us. And there's some that are just so heart wrenching and like how we have been like last hope for their lives and, mm. or they lost a parent and it's helped them cope with things. And it's just like, there's things that like choke us up and it's just like so emotional and it drains you so much. And like hearing these kids stories and it's like, we're there for them. And you know, you're like, Oh shit. Now, like you feel so bad, but you're so happy your music was there, but their stories are like so authentically them. And I think like, it's, you know, that's what the characterizing of like a human being is. It's like, gathering all these experiences and if you can just continue to go on and so it's like there's you know it, it, some of the shit's hard I, I, say, I, think, I think yeah yeah um we had these two fans sam and chris um in london un unfortunately they both passed oh, um sorry. but the, the mother actually came out to uh one of the shows and she was just like um you were like their one source of happiness mm. Fuck! I've never cried so hard. Yeah, oh it's gotta God, touch you. That was. Yeah, and she crazy. she was like, "I'm gonna yeah. continue to come to the shows because it's the only thing that like, keeps me close to my my like kids, you know." Mm -hmm. And then um, fucking so yeah, the they, those two will stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, let's talk the new record drops when because next year yeah. is a big year for you. So yeah. when does it, the record officially drop? <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> we've been uh, we've been sorting that out. We we're not even gonna fucking. Say it's anything. the good thing is we're gonna continue putting out singles and um. You know, it's just trying to figure out the new new lanes of things. I feel like when you put out a record, it just like it's thrown out there, and then they're like, "When's the next one?" So. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I remember like right when we put out the the <laughs> bastards record, <laughs> I guess saw like twenty or thirty tweets to me going. I love the record. When's the next one? I was like, it's been out for 20 fucking minutes. You haven't even like, listened to the whole give thing. Give me some time. That's the, that's the age we live in. You can yeah, give yeah. infinite content and then go, all right, what's the next thing? The TikTok era. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, the attention spans are very short, obviously. So the Youngblood tour, when does that kick off? That now? is January. That's going to be absolutely fucking crazy. We're doing the shrine. Awesome, yeah. I think the, the inside out. sold out, so it's moving to the outdoor Amazing. Morning. Yeah. Because you sold out the Will Turn. We did right? the Will Turn. Yeah. Yeah, it's so amazing. Amazing just, used to pass out flyers there, and we, now you we pass out. Yeah. We pass out flyers in front of every venue. So yeah. Arctic Monkeys there passed out flyers for that show. I think we passed Cold out uh, Lana Del Rey. Yeah, Lana yeah. Del Rey. At the and Rey. no one showed up. You'd wow. think giving yeah. a flyer to anyone. We <laughs> printed out so, and our mom would drive us, and so we passed out so many fucking flyers. I mean, I guess if I could suggest thing. suggest to any band, it really like does one on you when you hand a flyer to someone and they in front of you just throw it away. You know, it, it like yeah, gets it you hurts. motivated. Definitely. You know? it's like, yeah. And uh, definitely, you know, when you hand out, like, you spend, like, 
couple hours of your, your day, you know, printing out these flyers and then handing them out to people and then just seeing them all on the sidewalk. It's just <laughs> like, gut-wrenching. It really I remember is. we were in San Diego and we were passing out for playing a show at the House of Blues or whatever. And I don't know why we were playing the House of Blues when we couldn't even sell five tickets. That was the dumbest thing ever. Ambitious. But I mean, We've ambitious. There were still five people there. <laughs> literally and sold one ticket. It was so funny that we passed out. We were like, oh, cool. There's a baseball game going on. There's like 70,000 people. Let's go pass out flyers. I'm like, the amount of, like us dressed yeah. standing in front of a baseball we're, stadium. <laughs> God, the amount of times we were called what everyone knows what we were called. Yeah. Like it's but coming full circle to the world turn was a special moment yeah. for sure. But not an, I mean, when you're in Hollywood, everyone like is used to people dressing with personality. But, yeah, but in the know, Midwest, they aren't right. No, so, like, no, no. When you're in the Midwest, people are like, "Who are you got? What do you got?" I remember yeah. someone Sebastian, tried to hit him with a car. In yeah, um, Sebastian asked for sourdough bread. And they're like, you get your fancy ass out of here. That was, it was, a, it was, it was a, like, no, no, sourdough. It, it was <laughs> what are you so talking about? Funny. It was like, that's going to be your new nickname, by the way, fancy ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Never go to a waffle house yeah. with him. Never ask, Never for, ask sourdough. for sourdough at a waffle house. <laughs> yeah. They will laugh. Well, you well for them, though, I did walk in with a fur coat and a cheetah right. shirt and like, you yeah, know, sorry. <laughs> And on that note, Broken, the new single, will be out, uh, I guess, around the time you listen to this. And around the time you listen to this, the band will be performing for Spin Sessions. We will be performing for Spin, but Broken will be out before the the Youngblood tour. Yeah. Yes. So. Always a pleasure. I can't wait to have you guys on when I'm like 80 and you know, you're know you 15 records in we'll and like I look like Santa Claus. It's going to be great. <laughs> and you got to be honest with us. If the music starts to get boring, yeah. be like... Yeah, well, I mean, every band kind of starts now. to suck after like 20 years. You should like sell the house, give all your money away. <laughs> yeah. And then just and then write a better album. <laughs> better album. By the way, any LA dates that have been announced yet or not yet? Just the, just just the, the shrine. shrine. Just yeah, the shrine. Okay. The shrine, and just yeah. the spin sessions, yep. which we'll announce soon. We're working on that as we speak. So, guys, love you guys. Thank you for love coming you so on. Much, everybody. And uh, yeah, check out the new album, which will be out next year in the tour with Youngblood, Palo Royale. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Well, that was fun. I love those guys. Truth is, I'm good friends with Sebastian, so I see him quite frequently, and he's a great, great guy, as you can come to know. Uh, we're excited for the spin sessions. We've touched base on it on the show, but it is happening. Hopefully, it happens around the time when you hear this. We're hoping it happens around December 11th or so. We had to push it back a bit, but the band will be performing live, and if the show airs after this, I'm sorry, but uh, it's definitely happening, so excited to see you all there in person, especially the Palais Royale fans. These are great guys, great band. We're going to be doing the spin sessions regularly. If you like the show, as I always mention, please tell a friend or a bunch of friends about the show and rate the show. Five stars is great. I appreciate you tuning in as always. If I don't speak to you before the end of the year, stay safe, have a great New Year's, and we shall see you soon on Lip Service. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.